What's up, everybody? It's Jeff Grammer with the Albuquerque Journal, and you're listening to the latest episode of the Talking Grammar podcast. Glad you're here. However you got here, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, through the Albuquerque Journal's website, where we post all our coverage of Lobo basketball and all sports around the state of New Mexico. And, and frankly, there's been a lot to cover lately. I know James Yotis, our preps editor, has been all over the the to-play or not-to-play saga going on with high school sports around the state of New Mexico. Obviously, this podcast and my beat focuses primarily on Lobo basketball, but we cover some other things every now and then as well. But in this episode, in episode 39 of the Talking Grammar podcast, um, I, I do think Lobo fans are really going to enjoy this one. Short and sweet, not as long as I would have liked it, but we got a lot of good info in, and he had to get to a film session, so... This episode, I had a conversation a couple nights ago with Lobo senior guard McQuatch Malawatch. And as for those that don't know, I, I, I don't imagine many of you listening to this podcast don't know this at this point, but the Lobo basketball team has not been allowed to play a home game in the state of New Mexico this year. This week, and I interviewed um, this conversation with McQuatch, was Tuesday night when he was already in Colorado Springs and the team was about to go to a film session where they are hosting games this week at the United States Air Force Academy. Technically, these are UNM home games, these two games this week with the Wyoming Cowboys. And they did lose Wednesday night to Wyoming in overtime, their second overtime loss in three games. And the the season obviously has not gone as well as anybody in that locker room would have liked. And, and McQuatch is the leader of that bunch. He's the fourth-year senior who has 93 career starts. He's ranked number 22 at the moment, tied with Mark Walters on the UNM all-time scoring list with 1,200 points. The next guy on the list, number 21, is fellow Aussie Cameron Berstow. So you can tell the company that McQuatch is keeping in the in the Lobo lore, in the, in the record books, um, it, it's a pretty good company. And his name will be remembered, even though this season isn't going to be one that people want to remember around Lobo basketball. His career will be one because of the way he carries himself, and I told him that. He's a guy that in this interview, you'll hear him say, you know, fans have every right to be frustrated with what's happening this year. He, he's frustrated, too. He he also talks about he, whether or not he was going to even come back this year. When if you remember last spring, when everything kind of got shut down, he was stuck. He was the last Lobo here. He was stuck in Albuquerque, couldn't get home because there were some concerns about some concerns about travel quarantine and whether or not you could fly back. Finally, he did get back home to see his family in Australia. And then there was a, a ban on travel out of Australia to the United States. So there was some concerns about whether he would even come back. Um, I, I do think that for those that don't know the international um, basketball prospect kind of game, international players certainly have a lot more opportunity to turn pro earlier. And um, a lot of teams overseas, you can only have so many American-born players. So when you are an international player, you can make rosters sometimes a, a little bit easier. And um, I I think it's safe to say McQuatch Malawatch is certainly at that level in in the Australian basketball world where he had some professional offers and uh, had to com- contemplate whether or not he was going to come back this year, and he did. And we talk about that in this podcast. We also talk about some of his fond memories of being a Lobo, and he talks a lot about that first season, Paul Weir's first season, his freshman season, from, from walking on the court nervous in the season opener against an NAIA school in northern New Mexico and, and how nervous he was. He ended up scoring 18 points in his first college game that day. Now, it was against an NAIA, I'm sorry, an NAIA school. But um, as people know, his freshman year went on. He went on to be a pretty darn good player and a really good freshman by by the end of the year when I believe that was the year where UNLV's Brandon McCoy won freshman of the year. 
Um, I remember Joe Firstinger walking into the press room after one of the games, and I had tweeted that day that Brandon McCoy is going to win freshman of the year. But, um, you know, if there was an all-freshman team of five top freshmen in the league, McQuatch Malawatch would certainly be on it. Well, Joe Firstinger, of all people, um, walks into the press room, you know, well after he was done talking to the media, and I'm in the corner writing my story, and kind of taps me on the shoulder and just said, look, McQuatch is the best freshman in this league. And that was it. That was all Joe Firstinger said. He, he was not exactly thrilled with uh, the fact that I was suggesting Brandon McCoy was the guy. And sure enough, um, I talked to McQuatch about that, and he was aware of it. That locker room was upset for McQuatch when he did not win freshman of the year three years ago. And um, I, I didn't know that it was that big a story, a big an issue back then, other than what Joe told me. But uh, McQuatch tells me about that. And, and those are the special moments he's going to remember from the locker room. Certainly the fans, even though he didn't get to play in front of any of them this year. Um, his family, his mom, and his some brothers were, were going to be able to be here in the United States this year had they been playing home games in the pit. And that was obviously unfortunate that didn't happen. But the NCAA did say this year that all players get this year of eligibility back. So even though he's a senior, will McQuatch Malawatch be back next year as a Lobo? I asked him that in this conversation. Um, he is a guy that has an opportunity still to play professional basketball next year and start making some, he will have his degree and he will also start making some, some money sometime soon to, to be helping his family out a little bit. So he certainly has a lot on the, on his plate. He may come back. He may not come back. As I said, he answers that question here in this conversation. And I hope you enjoy this. I hope you enjoy all our coverage, even though it's not the season Lobo fans want for, for our certainly on the court and in the record books. Um, there's still stories to be told and McQuatch's is one that I, I'm really enjoying being able to tell on the senior night that would have been in the pit on Friday night. I'm glad I got a chance to tell McQuatch's story. Here's the conversation I had with McQuatch Malawatch. I hope you enjoy. McQuatch, what's up, man? How, how you doing? I'm doing okay, man. Just, just hanging in there. Hanging in there. I mean, it's a, it's a tough year. I know it's been a tough year. I want to <laughs> I want to talk as the season kind of wraps up. This is, look, I, I know the NCAA has made decisions about eligibility and all that. I'll, I'll, I'll ask you about that um, in your future at the end here. But for, for now, I want to talk about your, you've put in four years at UNM and your, your memories. I mean, there, there isn't going to be a traditional senior night this year, obviously. There's not a, a home game in the pit. That alone, I guess, let, let me start there and just ask you kind of where, where that hits you, you know, and that not being able to, to have – the, the games in the pit this year and just sort of that traditional senior night coming up. Yeah. Um, you know, all my friends and family back home had plans to come and watch my last game, but unfortunately it's not going to happen. So, um, but that's just life sometimes. Uh, you don't, sometimes you don't get what you want. So you just got to move on. Your, your ability to, to take that and, and say things at least on zoom calls into reporters and say the right thing. Um, it, it's been impressive. Uh, I, I can't imagine it's always been easy though. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, you know, I, re I was really looking forward to playing at the pit this year, but, um, you know, obviously we can. And, um, you know, life is bigger than just, you know, a, the game of basketball. So, uh, you know, with COVID and everything going on, we've got to think about other people. And, uh, you know, even though we can't play at the pit, we have to enjoy the game, uh, whether I play home or not. And that's all that matters at the end of the day. Let's roll back and talk about some of those pit memories. First of all, when you – when you came and decided to come to UNM and, and choose to play in the pit, 
Um, I remember I talked to you as a freshman. I did a story on you, and I, I talked to Paul, too. And, and I know Harry was a big part of the – Chris Harriman was a big part of the recruiting. Um, the, the the story's still true, right? I mean, if I remember correctly, you were – you get a call from Paul, and you're working. You were a groundskeeper or doing some work or something, and a Division One head coach calls you to talk to you about a scholarship, and, and you asked him to call back because you were working. Is that is that about right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I look back, and time has gone so quick. Um, I remember that it was like yesterday. But, um, you know, I wanted to go to the pit and the atmosphere and stuff like that. And, um, you know, it's it's all true. Like, I, I love playing in New Mexico. Um, but right now it is what it is. But you got to move forward, I guess. How do, But how does a player who wants to play Division One basketball tell the, the head coach of that team who, who might be offering him a scholarship and then, hey, look, I, I'm busy. Can, can you call back? And, and it wasn't to go do anything like, you know – anything bad it was is because you had a job and you had to go work yeah I, I don't know I was just middle of work and I, I think Paul uh respected that so yeah um, he, he told I'm, me from the start that he yeah. said that was when he knew he didn't care he didn't care if you could play basketball at that point he was like I, yeah I, I, <laughs> yeah I was I was just happy he called back that just wanted that <laughs> that's that's good I like that man what what memories do you have of of being a Lobo and in, in from from the start to now um, obviously, this year is going to be a memory. Whether it's all good or good or bad is different, but you're going to remember all of this. But I, I want to ask you about a couple games, maybe specifically, and then maybe you can throw some things out that that stand out to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Your very first game against Northern New Mexico. I know they're an NAIA school, but game one, you score 18 points in the pit, and um, if I remember, if I have the box score right, and that that's a heck of a debut for a Lobo basketball player. Yeah, uh, I remember that That was like it was yesterday. I remember my first time checking in. I was nervous, super nervous. Uh, but like I said, time has gone so quick. And I have a lot of memories, like with the guys that I played with, um, games we played on the road, and just like, you know, hanging out with my friends and teammates at Lobo, um, you know, off the court and stuff like that. But off on the court, I have great memories. Uh, I remember a couple of games. Obviously, Nevada, big one comes to mind. Uh, I, I, I looked up your stat line. You, you, it, you, weren't, you weren't just watching that game. You were a big part of that game at 14.6 rebounds. Yeah. It, um, I love playing at the pit and the atmosphere. I remember that very clearly. Uh, also beating New Mexico State at the pit for my first time and uh, sweeping them. That was big. Uh, and also I remember a game, I think it was my freshman year when we would be UNLV at their place. Yeah, that, that was a big yeah. one. Yeah, that was when you guys started to get rolling that freshman year. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like. I think honestly, the memory that stick to me the most was the way we started my freshman year, three and eight, and then by the end of the season, we we're just rolling and to make it to the championship game. And you know, we lost, but the way we we came back together after such a horrible start and end the season the way we did was really good and um, just something I remember. And the guys I did it with, like you know, I, I talked with those guys every single one of them and. You know, if it wasn't for basketball, I wouldn't meet some of the guys or I wouldn't even travel the world. So um, basketball has done so much for me, and I have great memories. Well, here's a memory of that freshman year about you that you weren't a part of. I can't remember what game it was, but I had tweeted out before the game. And you're not on Twitter, which is a whole other thing that I don't understand, but whatever. <laughs> I had tweeted yeah, out. Twitter, Twitter, Twitter is an American thing. We don't have that in Australia. Not like <laughs> so. I can't remember who the freshman of the – I think it was Brandon McCoy. It might have been a UNLV game. I don't know, but I tweeted something about – um, how he was going to be freshman of the year. And and this was like with four or five games left. And and I said, if there was an all-freshman team, a top five, McQuatch would be on it. And and after that game, Joe Firstinger has a big game. 
does his post-game press, you know, with the press, with all the media and all that stuff. And he walks around and I'm, I'm in the other room writing my story and Joe comes in and, and Joe doesn't talk a whole lot to us either. Like I know yeah. he talks to you guys, but Joe walks up to me and says, Hey, McQuatch is the freshman of the year. And that was it. It was like, but he was serious, man. Like he, he was sticking up for you. He did not want me to, to vote for anybody else. And that was pretty cool. Yeah. It, some of those guys are like, you know, they're going to be my friends forever. Uh, obviously Joe, I talk to him every day. Um, all the time, he's, you know, doing well. Uh, but I, I remember that, like, the guys coming into the locker room after uh, Brendan had won the freshman of the year, and they're, like, very upset. I'm like, but, you know, I was a freshman. I didn't, I was just happy I had a good season, and we, uh, we had a good, like, you know, we just had a good run. Um, but a lot of the guys, they took it, like, too hard, and I was like, you know, I was a little bit disappointed I didn't win it, but obviously, like, it's just a way of life and basketball, so. Well, it seemed um, like some of them took but, it harder than you did. Yeah, honestly, like, Anthony Mathers, like, uh, Dane, Joe, obviously, Antono, like the whole team, like Troy, Jakai, and but it was just kind of like I was happy, like you know I had a good season and the guys recognized that and we had a good season together. But uh, sometimes you know you might have a good season but you don't win the award. But it, it is what it is. And those are the memories though that you know fans don't see. Obviously the the fans and the pit and all the the big wins and all that are what we see, but. It sounds like it's memories yeah. like that, that that seem to stick with all the seniors I talked to, you know. Um, yeah. And, and it seems like those are the things that stick with you. Yeah. I mean, like, people outside don't really see, but, um, you know, even this year, we're having such a, a hard year and everything else going on. But, like, we have such a good time together with the team. We hang out a lot. And, you know, by doing that, we just block out the outside noise. And because sometimes it can be hard and it can get to people. but we got each other, and that's what I love about basketball. Um, you got guys that are going to be with you, stick with you 100% and have your back. So um, even though this year hasn't gone the way we wanted, we're still, like, you know, very close and hang out and very tight. Well, let me ask you about this year. Then you – this past offseason, I know you – at first you were the only one left here for a while. Then you do go home. Then there was travel issues and, and questions about whether or not just even from country to country you're going to be able to come back. Was there was there some serious consideration about not coming back for all the vis- different reasons, be it COVID, the travel issues, or as an international player? I, I know that players will often have opportunities that that make them have to decide whether or not they're coming back. All those things. Was there a chance that you weren't going to come back this year? Yeah, it crossed my mind. Um, to be honest with you, uh, you know, I went home uh, and really sat down with my mom and my family and. Um, really talk things out, especially with COVID. It was kind of hard, but um, my mom, all she wanted was me to graduate, and she wanted me to graduate. So, you know, I had to make her proud, man. I, that's why I came back. But, you know, I love the Loba, uh fans too. Uh, I love the program and all the people around it. So it was kind of easy. I, 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 you know, I sat down and thought about it, but ultimately I decided to come back and uh, graduate from my mom and do it for the Lobo Nation. Well, I was going to say, everybody can talk about how much they love the fans and <laughs> love Lobo Nation. They love all those things, but the power of the mom is is pretty much what it comes down to sometimes. <laughs> yeah, all, all my older brothers all graduated, so uh, if I didn't graduate, my mom was never, never going to let that go. What's the degree? What, what are you going to get? Uh, uh, just general management. So general management. management. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's. I know you got some film coming up. I don't want to cut into that at all. Um, I know this is a little bit quick, but I as as the future is about to be upon us, I guess you guys saw four regular season games, still have a Mountain West tournament, but the NCAA has talked about eligibility and there's an opportunity to make that decision again. 
Um, have you made that decision yet, or is it something you're going to put off till after the season? I mean, do no, you- I haven't. Uh, I haven't really thought about it. Uh, all my energy right now is towards uh, the you know down the stretch and uh, trying to win some games. Um, and then once the season's over, I'll sit down and uh, talk to my family and talk to those that are close to me and uh, go from there. You're a guy that's going to go down in some some pretty pretty lofty record books. I don't have the number in front of me. I should have pulled it up, obviously. But uh, you're you're going to be in the top twenty in, in all time scoring in Lobo basketball history and and stuff like that. I can't imagine when you checked in against Northern New Mexico as a freshman that you were you were ever thinking you were going to be in that kind of list. I never thought I never thought of that. But um, you know, I think about sometimes I think about that. I'm like. Man, I come to, I come a long way. So, um, just I go back to my old memories when, you know, like growing up in Australia, high school, like playing basketball, like local competition, um, and stuff like that. So, you know, to do for to be in the you know top twenty five, top twenty in global basketball history and scoring, unbelievable. All right, man. I'll wrap it up with this. You got a uh, you got a lot of Lobo fans who frustrated couldn't watch you guys play in person this year. Um, what's left this season, and and just sort of what what did the Lobo fan base in this program? What does it mean to you? Just in case this is the last season for Maquatch Malawatch, what's what's your lasting kind of message to the fans in this program? Just um, you know, I love their support. Uh, they've always been behind us. Um, you know, through good and bad. Uh, and you know they they ha- they have the right to be angry and and pissed off that we're not doing well. And you know it pains me that we're not winning games for them. But uh, sometimes you know you just gotta hit a brick wall before you can finally uh, break through. So um, I-, I have nothing but love for Lobo Nation. They've been great for me, you know, throughout the last four years, and I really appreciate their support. Look, man, I appreciate you. I've covered a lot of Lobos through the years. You're you know, talk about all these memories and that kind of stuff. You're you're going to be one of the the nicest ones for sure that I ever got to cover. It's been fun watching you for four years, and whether or not there's going to be a fifth year to watch you play here or not, you know, I'll I'll love it either way. But uh, it's been fun, man. I've I've enjoyed it. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Well, there you go. There's my conversation I had just a couple days ago with McQuatchum. I'll watch that as in case I I didn't say it earlier in the intro that was recorded. Tuesday night, the team is in Colorado Springs playing Wyoming for two weeks this week, and, and I recorded that before their Wednesday overtime loss to Wyoming. And obviously, the, the season, not only on the court and the results aren't isn't going as planned, but the reason um, I wanted to make sure to get this podcast for this week was because Friday night is the last designated home game for the Lobos, even though it will be played at the U.S. Air Force Academy right outside of Colorado Springs. That's because UNM can't have home games in the pit this year. And McQuatch Malawatch, uh, look, a four-year starter for the Lobos, who started 93 games and is going to end up in the top 20 all-time scoring, doesn't get to have the the home crowd send-off that um, a lot of Lobo seniors and a lot of Lobo greats um, got to have. So hopefully fans will appreciate um, the, the brief conversation that I had with McQuatch here. And he was a guy that I know was was a fan favorite for the past four years because of the way he carried himself and kind of just, you know, conducted himself in a time where there has been some drama and there has been some turmoil and stuff like that. And as he said at the end, he he gets it. Fans have the right to be upset because this is a program where the expectations are high and fans have those expectations. And that's what makes this program what it is. So 
I wanted to have that conversation. Hope you, like I said, hope you enjoy it. Whether or not he comes back next year for the Lobos, um, as as he said, it's, it's something he has not decided on yet. But I do think that in case he doesn't, Lobo fans, um, you know, should remember that that tomorrow or Friday night is is senior night technically. And it will be he is the only senior left on the roster. Keith McGee was a senior who who opted out of the rest of the season back in January. And Zane Martin would have been a senior and left a couple weeks before classes start, transferred back to Towson and left McWatch Malwatch to um, to kind of lead the way this year in a in a tough, tough season for the Lobos. And he is their leading scorer, just had a double double in Wednesday night's overtime loss. And, and did talk a little bit after that game about the frustration. And, and at some point, something's got to happen where where they break through. And he said it in the conversation with me there that you just heard, uh, you know, sometimes you got to hit the hit the brick wall before you can break through it. So in his mind and his hope is that's where this program is right now. Anyway, I hope you do appreciate this and, and all episodes of the Talking Grammar Podcast, this one being episode 39. You can check out the Talking Grammar Podcast archive on the Albuquerque Journal website. It's abqjournal.com slash sports. You can listen to all episodes on iTunes if you search Talking Grammar Podcast. Same thing on Spotify. Same thing on SoundCloud. And I frequently on Twitter post all the links to all the podcasts, including the archive. So hope you enjoy these podcasts and these conversations. Hope you enjoy our coverage in the Albuquerque Journal and are following along both online and, and in print if you can. Subscribing to your local paper and supporting local journalism is as important now as ever, and that includes things like sports. I know a lot of people have their opinions of the media, and they base those opinions just on political coverage. Well, there's a lot more than politics that are going on in the Albuquerque Journal um, pages, and, and I think sports is just one of those. If you don't support local journalism, the coverage of local sports and local arts and local entertainment, local education, all the local that's going on in, in, in our lives kind of goes away. So hopefully you have the opportunity to support local journalism. You can subscribe to the Albuquerque Journal print or online editions, a digital version every day, and that's at abqjournal.com slash subscribe. Hope you're able to, if you're able to do that, hope you do so. And again, hope you enjoy our coverage. If you have any thoughts or feedback on this episode or any future episodes, what you may want to hear, let me know on social media, on Twitter all the time. I'm, I'm there frequently and you can get me at, at Jeff Grammer, or you can email me at G-G-R-A-M-M-E-R at abqjournal.com. That's ggrammer at abqjournal.com. Hope to hear from you. Keep the feedback coming. I enjoy doing these. need to make sure you guys are enjoying listening to them so I can keep doing them. Until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>